You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and this update's brought to you by SEI, built on advanced technologies and 50 years of innovation. SEI offers asset managers a comprehensive and flexible operations outsourcing platform. Go to SEIC.com slash managers. And futures this morning are on the rise. S&P futures up 22 points or six-tenths of a percent. Dow futures up 264 points or eight-tenths of a percent. And NASDAQ futures up 43 points or four-tenths of a percent. The DAX in Germany is up eight-tenths of a percent. The 10-year Treasury up one thirty-second, yield 3.67 percent. Yield on the two-year, 4.22 percent. NYMEX crude oil is up more than 2 percent of $1.60 at $77.84 a barrel. COMEX gold is down a tenth of a percent on $1.90 at $18.23.50 an ounce. The euro, 1.0614 against the dollar. British pound, 1.2099. And the yen is at 131.87. Look at the Bitcoin. It's little change at about $16,900. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Nathan. All right, Karen. Thank you. To 656 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Surveillance is next. First, we take a look at the stocks moving in the pre-market. Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent. Kriti Gupta is here with a really long list of stocks, starting off with Nike. After the earnings, Kriti, it's interesting. Despite all the talk about recession next year, People still want their kicks. Yeah, it looks like the analysts really got busy this morning, which makes our jobs <laughs> a little more interesting. NKE yeah. is the ticker for Nike shares, up about a 12.6%. We'll call it 13. It's coming after analysts hiking their price targets after exactly what you said, Nathan, a quarterly sales beat for Nike. That the robust update demonstrates the brand's strength to, despite a pretty tough macroeconomic backdrop. That is a glowing stamp of approval, if I've ever heard of one. Um, so that's going to be a crucial mover this morning and really rewarded by the stock market, uh, at least in the pre-market, for by a lot of investors. The other one that's getting a little bit of a boost this morning, Tesla shares. TSLA yeah. shares up about 1.3% this morning. This comes after Elon Musk confirmed that he will resign as CEO of social media firm Twitter uh, when a successor is found. Instead, he's going to focus on the engineering teams of it. Remember, that inverse correlation between Twitter and Tesla still very much alive. The idea here that if he does indeed leave Twitter, then Tesla gets more of his attention, and that's a good thing for that business, at least that's the way it's interpreted in the market. 
But remember, there is also a part of uh, the story that you need to keep an eye on, which is reports on Tesla itself preparing for a hiring freeze. It's coming from Electric, Nathan. Uh, mm. Tesla implementing a hiring freeze and a new round of layoffs in the first quarter of 2023. Once again, not reported by Bloomberg, reported by Electric, right. but looking to not quite dent the stock gains this morning. And we're also seeing uh, some gains for companies that are beating on earnings, particularly FedEx. I mean, we were going into these earnings uh, thinking they would disappoint. And uh, what a surprise here. Yeah, we are seeing them rally this morning about 4% after second quarter earnings. Once again, beat those estimates. And remember, FedEx employed a really interesting strategy. They tried to get ahead of the hiring problem going into the holidays, really trying to say, well, labor is important to us. We're going to get ahead of it. And the earnings really uh, reflected that that was a winning strategy. They beat those analyst estimates. They also have price increases and cost cuts that also helped um, really just kind of make it up on the bottom line, even if you did see that dropping volume. So uh, interesting story out of FedEx. I'll leave you with one last one. And that, of okay. course, is going to be Starbucks. The stock oh. declining by eight tenths <laughs> of one percent downgraded to a hold over at Jefferies. Now, they are positive on the U.S. restaurant area and uh, sector broadly, but they are downgrading uh, Starbucks just for today. Okay. Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta, I will uh, see you in the pantry to get our load up on the coffee. Right now, S&P futures up 23 points, Dow futures up 270, and NASDAQ futures higher by 45 points. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. I'm Nathan Hager along with Karen Moscow. It is 6.59 on Wall Street, and Bloomberg surveillance starts right now. Live from the financial capital of the world, broadcasting across the globe, this is WBBR New York, Bloomberg 1130. It's clear that Bank of Japan is going to hike next year. It's the end of an era, and investors have to get used to higher interest Headlines and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Futures are on the rise this morning. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are firmly in the green, helped by earnings from FedEx and Nike. Dow futures currently up 244 points. SEBs gained 20, and NASDAQ futures are higher by 40. The U.S. 10 yield at 3.68%. Gold is down 5. Oil is trading in the green, and Bitcoin is little changed. Japan fell 0.7% overnight, while European markets are also in the green this morning. And back in the U.S. on the economic front at 10 o'clock, existing home sales and consumer confidence. After the bell last night, Nike sales on gross margins beat estimates, and FedEx profit also topped estimates. Regarding earnings this morning, look for Carnival to report in the pre-market. In other news, Electric reported that Tesla to implement a hiring freeze and new layoffs. And wrapping things up, Brinker was cut to hold over at Jeffries. Live from the first of breaking news desk on Bill Maloney. Karen. All right, Bill, thank you to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, SQUAWK. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. The House Ways and Means Committee voted to release former President Trump's tax information to the public. So far, we have learned that dozens of audit triggers litter Trump's tax returns. According to Congress's top nonpartisan tax lawyers, there are questionable private jet expenses and large unsubstantiated 
substantiated charitable deductions. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will be in Washington and will meet with President Biden today. In the NBA, the Knicks beat the Warriors 132-94. The Wizards won. The NHL Rangers and Devils lost. Big old baseball news. Carlos Correa has reportedly agreed to sign with the Mets in a 12-year, $315 million deal. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg Carrot. All right, Michael Barr, thank you. It is 642 on Wall Street, and let's turn to news now in science and technology with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. It is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT offers New Jersey's first undergraduate degree in fintech. Tech-driven, finance-focused, what will you make at NJIT? Learn more at njit.edu slash fintech. And now here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Virgin Orbit has been granted a license to launch satellites from the UK, paving the way for the first ever space mission from European soil early in the new year. The UK Civil Aviation Authority gave permission to operate from Spaceport Cornwall in southwest England after an official sign-off from Transport Secretary Mark Harper. Brazil's government could reassert its global climate credentials by selling a bond where the interest it pays creditors hinges on whether the country protects the Amazon rainforest. That's a proposal gaining momentum among bankers, investors, and researchers who say the nation should follow in the footsteps of Latin American peers, Chile and Uruguay, by issuing sustainability-linked debt. And the Reserve Bank of India warned that failing to regulate cryptocurrencies could ignite the next financial crisis. The warning comes in light of the global cryptocurrency meltdown that led to billions of dollars being wiped out. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan. All right, Karen, thank you. We're coming up to 644 on Wall Street. It's now time to check what's going on in D.C. where this will be a historic day as President Zelensky of Ukraine comes to Washington while President Biden offers billions more dollars and Patriot missiles. Also making news in the nation's capital, former President Trump's tax returns to be released after Democrats voted in that favor in the House and the Biden administration urging the Supreme Court to allow pandemic border restrictions to end. Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins was one of the reporters who actually broke the news that Zelensky will be coming to Washington, D.C. today. So I'm pleased to say Emily is live with us now. Emily, good morning. Quite a message that this first trip outside Ukraine for Zelensky is to the nation's capital. I mean, absolutely, Nathan. And of course, it comes at the time as Congress was preparing to move uh, this major spending bill with funding for Ukraine in there. Uh, Joe Biden's also going to unveil nearly $2 billion of assistance and announce a move to deliver a Patriot missile battery to help Ukraine bolster its defenses this winter. And it's just showing right now the U.S.'s ongoing support of Ukraine. But of course, Nathan, we have heard lawmakers begin, uh, a number of them, uh, particularly on the Republican side, uh, to say that they are concerned about the amount of money that is going to Ukraine, that they think it should be better used to help Americans. Uh, this is not a majority of Republicans. It is a minority at this point. But it'll be interesting to see how Zelensky's visit today, what he says, how he implores Congress, could potentially set the stage for those future funding battles once Republicans have control of the House. It's interesting that uh, ahead of this visit, we're already getting reaction from the Kremlin. Spokesman uh, Dmitry Peskov is saying that the delivery in particular that we're expecting of Patriot missiles will only lead to an escalation of the conflict and saying that does not bode well for Ukraine. 
could this visit potentially be a pivot point in the war? I mean, I think it really does remain to be seen exactly what impact such a visit like this is going to have. It certainly sends a strong message about the U.S. and Ukraine and the relationship between the two. When House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, before she officially noticed to everyone that this was going to happen, she sent out a message um, to members being like, you should really make sure that you are here in person on Wednesday night. We're going to have something very special on democracy. And I think that's sort of the implications here the roots that you're going back to, the sense that the U.S., you know, wants to support democracies, will continue to support Ukraine for as long as it takes for this invasion to be completed. And I know you've been following just how the logistics are going about to get Zelensky out of Ukraine into the U.S. What are you hearing about what's allowing this trip even to go forward? I mean, it's definitely a lot of details for this clip trip have been very closely held. Uh, it's going to not be a very long trip. We know that, you know, he's it was announced yesterday uh, evening, about 24 hours before he's going to come. And usually when you have something like that, yes, like it's a high security, high risk, many details. And Zelensky, he hasn't left. Ukraine, really, uh, since he began. He's addressed Congress virtually from Ukraine, but he has very much been there. He did tweet uh, that he was on the way to the U.S. to strengthen resilience and defense capabilities and that uh, he and Biden would discuss cooperation between the Ukraine and the U.S. Now, the other big story is if that weren't enough of a big story in Washington, D.C., we're waiting to get the uh, public release of former President Donald Trump's tax returns. This is something that the former president has literally been fighting for years to avoid. Yes, and Democrats are getting it right as they're about to uh, lose control of the House to Republicans. So they, they had to move on this, although some Democrats are upset about how long it has taken. But the big news, of course, yesterday, committee voted to release Donald Trump tax information to the public and a three year saga over this fight. Um, and where the committee voted, we are going to see some redactions being made. So the documents aren't going to be coming out right away. Uh, but it's going to bring into some questions of several things that Trump has done with his taxes, um, the validity of several deductions that Trump has tried to make, unsubstantial charitable donations. And of course, I think something a lot of folks have been interested in, how his businesses are doing and how many taxes uh, did he pay? Um, and certainly those are all questions that, that people are going to be paying uh, close attention to. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what Republicans do once they get in, into the majority in the House next year. Uh, Kevin Brady, who is retiring but is currently the committee's top Republican, said that Democrats are making a mistake releasing the tax returns. And this is a, a precedent that gives Republicans a lot more room to go after and to look at what Biden and, and future Democratic presidents do. All right. So we'll be looking for those uh, fuller details. And of course, we'll be watching very closely later on this afternoon when we do expect the arrival first time outside the country for Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. And he's going to be spending a few hours today in Washington, D.C. Lots for Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins to keep an eye on. Emily, as always, thank you for the update. And you can read more at Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal. Follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington. There could be a lot of details coming out from there on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. Head of the market open futures are pointing to a higher open with S&P futures up 19 points, Dow futures up 249, and NASDAQ futures right now higher by 39 points. 
Ten-year Treasury is up one thirty-second. The yield three point six seven percent. Yield on the two-year four point two two percent. NYMEX crude higher by one point six percent at seventy-seven dollars forty-eight cents a barrel. And uh, just taking a look at the yen now, it's slightly weaker against the dollar after the big surge. The Bank of Japan moved uh, trading right now at one thirty-one point eight six. This is Bloomberg. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update brought to you by Innovation Refunds. Your business may be eligible to receive a payroll tax refund. The application takes around eight minutes, eight minutes or less, to see if your small to medium-sized business may be eligible for a refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on the payroll during the pandemic. Find out at GetRefunds.com. Watching shares at Nike this morning, they're up more than 12.5% after it posted another quarter of inventory buildup. But quarterly sales exceeded Wall Street estimates. Futures are higher. S&P futures up 18 points or half percent. Dow futures up 229 points or seven-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ futures up 35 points or three-tenths of a percent. And the 10-year Treasury, little change, at 3.68 percent. And the yield on the two-year, 4.23 percent. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. A House committee voted to release former President Trump's tax returns to the public. So far, we have learned of dozens of audit triggers. According to Congress's top nonpartisan tax lawyers, there are questionable private jet expenses and large unsubstantiated charitable deductions. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky heads to Washington for a summit with President Joe Biden to address Congress today. In the NBA, the Knicks beat the Warriors 132-94. The Wizards won. In the NHL, the Rangers and Devils lost. In baseball, Carlos Correa has reportedly signed with the Mets in a 12-year, $315 million deal. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael. At 623 on Wall Street, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg Daybreak on what will be a historic day in the nation's capital with President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine heading to Washington. I want to get more now on this. We're joined live by Lindsay Newman. She's the Executive Director of Economics and Country Risk at S&P Global Market Intelligence. Lindsay, good morning. This visit is going to be dramatic, I'm sure, only for a few hours in the nation's capital. And it's coming at a time when the support for Ukraine, uh, particularly from Congress, may be a little bit shaky. Is that part of the reason why President Zelensky is making this trip? Good morning, Nathan, and thank you for having me on. I, I couldn't agree more that this is a historic moment. We, we really cannot un- overstate the significance of this trip. Uh, we've all seen and heard, of course, President Zelensky make addresses before the U.N. Security Council, the European Parliament, and even U.S. Congress. But today he will actually be there in person. It's the first time he will have left, physically left Ukraine since Russia invaded on the 24th of Feb. Uh, we've now just crossed through the 300th day mark into the conflict. And that's really what the trip is about. It's ensuring that the U.S. and Ukraine remain united. That's what Biden's message will be. Uh, Zelensky's message is, of course, going to be about uh, resources and, and support, so unity, but in the form of resources and support. And we're hearing anything that this comes with Biden's expecting to announce 
an additional $2 billion in security assistance to Ukraine during the visit itself. What uh, What's the level of support that you're forecasting from the U.S. for Ukraine going forward when we do have a, a new Congress coming in, a new Republican majority in the House of Representatives? Biden's message has been that America will be there for Ukraine for as long as it as long as it takes. Uh, this is what they this is what the White House was saying just yesterday in its pre-meeting notes. Uh, so. From the top, the the ambition, the intention is to remain committed to Ukraine for as long as it takes. There is a sense from the, the administration that this remains a bipartisan support. Sure, right before the election, we saw, uh, for example, um, some some Republicans suggesting that they could rethink funding for for Ukraine should they win uh, Congress, uh, win in both the House and the Senate. Of course, we know where the election landed. Uh, but since then, there has been this committed commitment, this commitment to bipartisan support. Uh, And we have, of course, the funding bill, the omnibus bill that was proposed um, and released, revealed yesterday, which would include $45 billion in additional aid for Ukraine and for NATO as part of the $1.65 trillion spending bill for fiscal 2023. Of course, that will require bipartisan support, um, which remains to be seen. um, And we are in this moment um, of the lame duck session. Just about 30 seconds left here, Lindsay. Could the delivery of Patriot missiles, something that the Ukrainian president has been asking for for months, be a pivot point in this war? It, it's a it's a great question. I mean, Zelensky has been asking for this, and now we are hearing that, in fact, the Biden administration is going to deliver on on those on those Patriot missiles, um, they will come with training, and the U.S. remains committed to increasing the training for troops who are going to need to be able to deploy and, and use that missile. Thank you, Lindsay. Good having you on with us this morning. Lindsay Newman, Executive Director of Economics and Country Risk at S&P Global Market Intelligence. Again, we are expecting President Zelensky of Ukraine to arrive in Washington this afternoon. Stay with Bloomberg Radio for frequent updates and full coverage of the Ukrainian President's Day in the nation's capital. Now let's get a look at the Bloomberg weather forecast. High pressure is in control of weather across the tri-state area today. We'll have partial sunshine. It'll be 40. We'll cloud up tonight 30 to 35. Big storm to our west sends rain our way tomorrow afternoon. It'll be breezy 50 to 55. Rain heavy at times. Windy tomorrow night, a low of 50. The rain ends Friday afternoon. Windy, highs near 55. Temperatures fall through the afternoon Friday, then cold for the Christmas weekend. I'm Rob Carolyn with your three-day forecast on Bloomberg 1130. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991. To Boston. Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco. Bloomberg 960. To the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe. The Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. We're coming up to 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things that you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by IBKR. Investment advisors switch to interactive brokers for lowest cost global trading and turnkey custody solutions. No ticket charges and no conflicts of your interests at IBKR.com slash RIA. Up first, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is leaving Ukraine for the first time since Russia's invasion to address Congress in person 
in the nation's capital. Bloomberg government reporter Jack Fitzpatrick says it's a big moment in the debate over aid to the country. There have been some questions about really where House Republicans come down and the firmness of their support for Ukraine. To have a joint address to Congress, an in-person address especially, would be a very significant moment at a pivotal time because these kinds of agreements are going to be a bit more difficult when it's a Republican House and a Democratic Senate. Bloomberg government's Jack Fitzpatrick reports that President Biden plans to announce $2 billion in assistance to Ukraine. In the meantime, Karen, a House committee has voted to officially release former President Donald Trump's tax information to the public. The actual returns will come out in a few days. The analysis so far shows Trump used questionable deductions and aggressive tax strategies to minimize his bills. On well, out to Elon Musk, Nathan, the head of Twitter, says he'll step down as CEO when a replacement is found. This comes as the FTC deepens its investigation into Twitter's use of user data. And there's more news from another Musk company, Karen. Electric vehicle website Electric tweeted this morning that Tesla is implementing a hiring freeze and a new round of layoffs. And the extradition of Sam Bankman freed from the Bahamas is picking up steam, Nathan. The FTX co-founder could be making his way stateside today. Bloomberg Steve Rappaport joins us live with more. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Karen and Nathan. FBI agents are expected to escort Sam Bankman freed on a private flight back to the U.S. after he signs a waiver of extradition in court. Yesterday, Bankman freed signed his surrender documents, paving the way for the disgraced FTX founder to return. SPF has been held at the notorious Fox Hill prison on the outskirts of Nashville since the judge denied his request for bail. The possibility of making bail here reportedly played a role in his decision to no longer contest extradition. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Steve, thanks. As for markets, European stocks are advancing along with U.S. futures. Yesterday saw the S&P 500 close higher for the first time in four sessions. And the yen is steadying against the dollar after this week's move from the Bank of Japan. Right now, the Japanese currency is at 131.94 against the dollar. That's the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. And again, futures are on the rise this morning. S&P futures up about 18 points or half percent. Dow futures up 227 points or seven-tenths of a percent. And NASDAQ futures up 35 points or three-tenths of a percent. Straight ahead, we have your latest local head. Lines plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. Thank you, Karen. 631 on Wall Street. And Michael Barr is here with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York City police are investigating an apparent accident that happened in the subway in Manhattan. Authorities say the victims, a 44-year-old man and a 63-year-old woman, had been hit by an L train, but the conductors of two subsequent trains did not notice the victims and also struck them. This woman was at the 6th Avenue stop. Like, I know us New Yorkers, we're tough. We don't care a lot about, but it's like sometimes, you know, it it takes a little time just to, like, pay attention to something. Officials don't believe the victims were connected. An MTA agent shot a man who was following him and his work partner to a Brooklyn subway station last night. According to ABC7, it's believed the on-duty agent was guarding his partner who was removing money from a machine at the Atlantic Avenue Barclay Center station when the incident occurred. A last-minute plea from New York City Mayor Eric Adams as holiday travelers continue to arrive, even as flu, RSV, and COVID cases continue to rise nationwide. This year, particularly around the flu, from the from the briefing we receive, uh, the numbers are higher than this traditionally is around this year. And when you combine it with uh, the other elements that we're facing, the other RSVs, COVID-19, it just make it extremely challenging for New Yorkers. 
Mayor Adams encourages people to mask up in crowded places. The Taliban has reneged on a promise they made when they took over Afghanistan in August of last year. They now say women will no longer be allowed to attend public or private universities. The State Department's Ned Price. The Taliban made promises to the people of Afghanistan and to the international community that schools would reopen. They claimed that this was a matter of procedures and arrangements and would be quickly reversed. Now we hear the opposite. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. Thanks, Michael. 6.33 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here again is Sean Stash Hour. Thanks, Nathan. To think that the Mets under previous ownership were always considered to be cheap. Not anymore. Now with Steve Cohen, they were already looking at a payroll of about $360 million. They had shelled out a ton of money this offseason, keeping free agents Edwin Diaz and Brandon Nimmo adding Justin Verlander and five others, and now they're adding Carlos Correa. He is not going to the Giants, as had been announced last week. An apparent dispute over Correa's physical. There was a press conference scheduled in San Francisco yesterday. It got canceled. Correa's coming to the Mets. 12 years, $315 million. He's close friends with Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor. The plan is to move Correa to third base. It's kind of like what the Yankees did back in the day with Alex Rodriguez. Matt Carpenter had some Yankee heroics this past season. He signed with San Diego. 42-year-old billionaire Matt Eshiba has a deal to buy the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA Mercury for $4 billion. At the Garden, Knicks made it eight wins in a row, easily over Golden State, 132-94. to Emmanuel quickly off the bench for a team-high 22 points. Jalen Brunson scored 21. Quentin Grimes, 19. R.J. Barrett, 18. Another home game tonight against Toronto. Rangers' seven-game win streak ended in Pittsburgh, 3-2. to Chris Kreider, both the Ranger goals. The Slumping Devils lost at Carolina, 4-1. to Seton Hall lost at Xavier. Mike White's injured ribs will keep him out. Tomorrow at MetLife against Jacksonville, so it'll again be Zach Wilson as the Jets quarterback. Big game Saturday, Philadelphia-Dallas, and the Eagles are not ruling out QB Jalen Hurts, despite his injured shoulder. Just Dash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? Brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. 635 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. Let's check in with our global news team for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world. I'm Courtney Dunahoe on WHAS in Louisville. Price increases helping FedEx deal with the decline in package volume. I'm Stephen Carroll on Bloomberg DAB Radio in London. We've been reporting on Ukraine's president heading to Washington for his first trip outside the country since the Russian invasion began. I'm Steve Potus on KNX in Los Angeles. We're talking about a report that Netflix may be next on Microsoft's Takeover Radar. I'm Ed Corey on WWJ in Detroit. I'm reporting General Motors is recalling about one. 140,000 Chevy Bulls. And those are some of the stories. Our 2,700 Bloomberg journalists and analysts are working on this morning around the world. It's 636 on Wall Street. The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. This week, the House Committee investigating the January 6th riot referred former President Donald Trump for criminal prosecution. It was an unsurprising move, but lamentable nonetheless. There's no question that the committee, made up of seven Democrats and two Republicans, found evidence that Trump behaved abominably that day. By any standard, 
His actions were an affront to the Constitution and to the rule of law. Yet whether they merit criminal prosecution is another matter. The referral risks elevating Trump in the eyes of Republican voters at a moment when many seem prepared to cast him aside. The House committee has done an admirable job of documenting Trump's reprehensible conduct on January 6th. The faster the country can put those sordid events in the past, the better. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPIN Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. And you can hear Bloomberg Opinion commentaries every weekday at this time. Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. Watching shares of Nike this morning, they are on the rise after the uh, retail giant reported robust sales and a uh, sustained inventory pileup. That sat very well with investors. Nike shares are higher by almost 13% in early trading. And uh, Google's YouTube is in advanced talks with the NFL about an exclusive deal for its Sunday ticket subscription service. That's according to a report in the Wall Street Journal today. Now, separate reports say negotiations for Sunday football games came down to Amazon and YouTube. Of course, Amazon's already got the uh, rights to the Thursday night games now. Looks like YouTube is going to get the shot to snag Sundays and Give sports fans yet one more reason to cut the cord. S&P futures are higher by 19 points. Dow futures up 243. NASDAQ futures higher by 37 points. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Coming up this hour. Ukraine's president heads to Washington in his first trip outside the country since Russia's invasion. A House committee votes to release former President Trump's tax returns. Sam Bankman-Fried readies for extradition to the U.S. And Elon Musk seeks a replacement as Twitter CEO. The NYPD says two people are dead in an apparent subway accident. Plus, New York Mayor Adams says spread the love, not the virus during the holidays. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. Stunning baseball news. Carlos Correa changed his mind. He's signing with the Mets. The Knicks won. The Rangers and Devils lost. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York. Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 1061 Boston. Bloomberg 960 San Francisco. Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are higher this morning. We check the markets all day long here at Bloomberg. With S&P futures up about 19 points or half percent. Dow futures up 219 or seven-tenths of a percent. And NASDAQ futures up 42 or four-tenths of a percent. DAX in Germany is up six-tenths of a percent. And the 10-year Treasury, little change, yield 3.68 percent. The yield on the two-year is at 4.23 percent. And NYMEX crude oil is up nine-tenths percent at $76.95 a barrel. Nathan. All right, Karen, we'll get back to markets in a moment, but we begin with a couple of major stories in politics. First, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is leaving Ukraine for the first time since Russia's invasion. He'll address Congress in person in the nation's capital. Bloomberg government reporter Jack Fitzpatrick says it is a big moment in the debate over aid to the war-torn country. It's a big deal. There have been some questions about really where House Republicans come down in the 
firmness of their support for Ukraine. To have a joint address to Congress, an in-person address especially, would be a very significant moment at a pivotal time because these kinds of agreements are going to be a bit more difficult when it's a Republican House and a Democratic Senate. So any sort of show of unity with them there would be a very significant thing. Now Bloomberg government's Jack Fitzpatrick reports President Biden will also announce an additional $2 billion in assistance and moves to deliver Patriot missile batteries to Ukraine. Meantime, Nathan, Donald Trump's tax returns are back in focus. A House committee has voted to officially release the former president's tax information to the public. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris has the details from our 99.1 studios in Washington. The House Ways and Means Committee signed off on a motion to release Trump's tax returns to the House of Representatives. Chairman Richard Neal says personal information will be redacted. This was not about being punitive. It was not about being malicious. And there were no leaks from the committee. The analysis found Trump was able to use questionable deductions and aggressive tax strategies to minimize his tax bills and that the IRS did not audit Trump for two years while he was in office, despite a program that makes the auditing of sitting presidents mandatory. Republicans say releasing the information sets a dangerous precedent. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Now let's turn to Elon Musk and the latest in his saga as head of Twitter. Musk now says he will step down as CEO when a replacement is found. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports this comes as the FTC deepens its investigation into Twitter's use of user data. The Federal Trade Commission has interviewed two former senior executives of Twitter already regarding privacy and data security. Now, practices is the issue and whether it's complying with a 2011 consent order since Elon Musk has taken over. The FTC has shown it is not afraid to levy hefty fines. It did fine Facebook a record $5 billion over the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. This can't be welcome news for Musk, who has fired many of his oversight team and attorneys. Musk, by the way, says he will oversee the software and servers teams. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ed, thanks. Well, as the turmoil at Twitter continues, Tesla shares are declining, and ARK Investment CEO Kathy Wood is scooping them up. Exchange-traded funds backed by ARK bought slightly more than 445,000 shares of the company since early October. This is the first quarter in seven that ARK has been a net buyer of Tesla, and right now shares are up 2% in early trading. All right, turning from crypto now, or from Twitter now to crypto, Karen, let's get the latest on Sam Bankman-Fried. The FTX co-founder could be making his way stateside from the Bahamas as soon as today, and Bloomberg's Steve Rappaport joins us live with that. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Nathan and Karen. SPF is halfway through the process of returning to the U.S., having signed his surrender documents, according to the island's acting commissioner of corrections. Today, Bankman-Fried will sign a waiver of extradition before FBI agents are expected to take him away on a private flight. Bankman-Fried initially vowed to fight extradition to the U.S. to face fraud and other charges related to the collapse of his crypto firm. The change of heart tied in part to the possibility of getting released on bail here. Live in New York, I'm Steve Rappaport, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Steve, thanks. Well, taking a look at markets now, European shares are advancing alongside U.S. stock index futures. Yesterday saw the S&P 500 close higher for the first time in four sessions. Equities have been on a recent skid due to concerns over central bank tightening. Yeah, speaking of central banks, Karen, this week's move from the Bank of Japan continues to reverberate. The yen is steady this morning after yesterday's strong move, which saw the currency strengthen the most since 1998. Taking a look at the yen right now, it's at 131.76 against the dollar. Bloomberg Opinion columnist Mohamed El Arian says the BOJ move provides some stability but also carries risk. This is the step towards normalization. The good news for them is I think they can control the process. That's actually good news for global markets because it doesn't force selling by Japanese institutions. 
However, over time, even this approach becomes unsustainable. Bloomberg Opinion columnist Mohamed Alarian expects a slow exit from what he calls the BOJ's unsustainable policy regime. Well, let's turn to China now, Nathan. It's continued pivot away from COVID zero policy. Chinese workers with mild COVID are now being told to go back to work in some cities. This is Chinese officials seek to limit the economic impact of an explosion in cases. Beijing's shift from COVID zero has been accompanied by a wave of infections in major urban centers across the country. Again, futures are on the rise this morning. S&P futures up about 20 points or half percent. Dow futures up 229 points or seven tenths of a percent. Now NASDAQ futures up 47 points or four-tenths of a percent. The euro, 1.0617 against the dollar this morning. And straight ahead, we have your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports, and this is Bloomberg. Thank you, Karen. It's 6.07 on Wall Street. We're 28 degrees in Central Park. Going to be sunny again today with a high near 40, but get ready for some heavy rain to end the week. Now let's bring in Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. NYPD officials are investigating an apparent deadly accident that took place in the subway in Manhattan. Two people were run over by several L trains yesterday. The victims were a 44-year-old man and a 63-year-old woman. It left several horrified commuters in their wake. This woman saw the bodies at the 6th Avenue stop at the time. I told some guy that was waiting for the train across from me, I'm like, there's two dead bodies on there. He was like, you're kidding. And I said, no, look, you're stepping in blood. Officials are still investigating how the bodies ended up on the tracks, but say they don't believe the victims were connected and their deaths don't appear to be a crime. A last-minute plea from New York City Mayor Eric Adams as holiday travelers continue to arrive, even as flu, RSV, and COVID-19 cases continue to rise nationwide. Mayor Adams encouraged New Yorkers to remain vigilant of the risks of these respiratory infections now into winter. How do we enjoy the holidays and spread love without spreading the virus? And we could have that combination. Mayor Adams encourages New Yorkers to be sure they test before gatherings and consider masking up in crowded places. A winter storm is hitting the nation at the height of holiday travel. Bloomberg meteorologist Rob Carolyn has the latest. Michael, some of the coldest weather we've seen in 40 years now starting to work its way into the northern Plain states. Temperatures from northern Montana into North Dakota are well below zero this morning. That air is going to be headed southward. It's going to move down towards the Gulf of Mexico, affect Texas and much of the central United States by the end of the week. and will also affect the western Gulf Coast. Out ahead of this cold air over the next 36 hours, we'll see a big storm develop. It'll go up through the central Great Lakes. That's going to produce a very significant snowstorm across parts of the central Central United States with blizzard conditions possible around the Chicago, Milwaukee areas, also across western Michigan. It's going to cause quite a bit of rain and wind out ahead of the storm. We'll see that affect portions of the mid-Atlantic states and the northeast as we head through Friday. So travel will be very difficult in the northeast and midwest on Friday. Michael? Rob, thank you, sir. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. Uh, Michael Barr, this is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. 6.09 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here's John Stashauer. All right, Nathan, the amazing Mets. Just when you thought their free agent spending spree was over, came the stunning news earlier this morning that the Mets are now adding Carlos Correa. He had agreed last week to a 13-year deal 
with the San Francisco Giants. A press conference was to take place yesterday. It got postponed. Reportedly, difference of opinion about the results of Correa's physical. The Mets swooped in, got him for 12 years, $315 million. He's always been a shortstop. The plan is to move Correa to third base. The Mets have now guaranteed $800 million just in free agents spending this offseason. Justin Verlander will make... Forty-three million a year. He was at City Field to talk about coming to New York. They lived in New York for an off season. Um, I love the vibe here. I love the city. I love the people. And uh, to have the opportunity to, to come pitch in the city um, is something that uh, I think I've, I've always uh, wanted the chance to do. The Aaron Judge press conference is today in the Bronx. It'll be interesting to see if the Yankees announce that Judge will become the team captain. At the Garden, blowout win for the Knicks over injury-riddled Golden State, 132-94. to The Knicks have won eight in a row, and they host Toronto tonight. The Warriors play tonight in Brooklyn. The Rangers were going for an eight-straight win, and Chris Kreider scored 22 seconds in, but Pittsburgh won 3-2. to The Devils, who earlier this season had a 13-game winning streak, have now lost their last six, beaten by Carolina 4-1. to Seton Hall... Lost at Xavier, also in the Big East. UConn beat Georgetown. The Huskies are 13-0. and They're number two in the country. The Jets host Jacksonville tomorrow, and Zach Wilson will again be the Jets' starting quarterback for the still-injured Mike White. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Thank you. Thank you, John. And the Bloomberg Sports Report was brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. Up next, we'll get the latest on President Zelensky's trip to Washington, D.C. First, S&P futures are on the rise this morning by 20 points. Dow futures up 239. NASDAQ futures are higher by 48 points. Now, the 10-year Treasury's little changed. Yield 3.67 percent. Two-year yield 4.23 percent. Looking at the long bond, that's a little changed as well at 3.73. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Morning, I'm Nathan Hager. We are following a couple of major stories out of the nation's capital. This afternoon, we are expecting the arrival of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Washington, D.C. at a pivotal moment in Russia's war with his country. Plus, after a years-long fight, House Democrats have voted to release former President Donald Trump's tax returns. Let's get more on these stories now. Bloomberg's Bruce Einhorn is following both of them for us this morning. Bruce, good morning. It was a quite a stunning moment when we learned overnight that President Zelensky would be making his first trip outside the country to the United States. I have to imagine just the logistics of getting President Zelensky out of his country and into the U.S. are uh, nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, and it's going to be a very short trip, too. So we uh, we know that President Zelensky uh, will be arriving and at the White House uh, and meeting President Biden at 2 o'clock this afternoon. He'll be meeting with members of the cabinet as well as the president's national security team. Uh, there's going to be a press conference at 4.30, and then there's going to be a speech by President Zelensky to a joint session of Congress. Um, he has given a speech to Congress before. Uh, he gave a virtual one uh, early this year, um, just a few weeks after uh, the Russians began their invasion uh, of Ukraine this year. Uh, this, of course, is going to be uh, in person uh, a lot of uh, a lot of pomp and uh, um, uh, quite a lot of symbolism. Uh, 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 he'll have a chance to 
uh, lobby in person, um, make uh, direct appeals for uh, additional aid to Ukraine. Uh, Congress is poised to approve $45 billion in new aid for Ukraine. That's part of the omnibus spending bill that Congress is likely to pass in the next few days. Uh, President Biden is also going to be announcing additional assistance for Ukraine today, including uh, Patriot Air Defense System, something that Ukraine really wants, uh, uh, given the uh, persistent attacks by Russian missiles, by Russian drones, uh, against civilian targets, against uh, the energy grid, against uh, Ukrainian infrastructure. Uh, yeah. uh, so the Ukrainians feel that having the Patriot air defense system could really make a big difference there. Yeah, so a lot more aid coming to Ukraine. And to your point, that first address that uh, President Zelensky gave virtually to Congress early in the war came at a time when there seemed to have been a lot more unanimity, a lot more bipartisanship around the idea of providing uh, weapons and humanitarian support to Ukraine. It feels as though now when we have a new Congress coming in, a new Republican majority in the House, that unanimity might be fraying somewhat. Uh, you're, you're right. There, there are some members of the incoming Republican majority who have uh, been, been pretty outspoken in criticism of Ukraine, uh, most notably Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the congressman from Georgia. Uh, she has uh, just now called Zelensky um, the shadow president of the U.S. and referred to Ukraine as the 51st state. Um, uh, You've also seen comments from Kevin McCarthy, um, the uh, the Republican leader in the House uh, who is hoping to become the speaker uh, in the next session. Uh, he's vowed uh, no more blank checks for Ukraine. Uh, that said, uh, uh, there have been supportive comments from Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, um, and it does seem that there is still strong bipartisan support for Ukraine, albeit with some notable exceptions. The other big development, of course, in Washington is the House Ways and Means Committee, Democrats in particular, voting to release former President Donald Trump's tax returns. Of course, this is something the former president had been fighting for years. From what's been released so far, Bruce, what stands out to you? Uh, so you're right. This is a saga that has been going on since 2019. Uh, uh, former President Trump fought it in the courts um, and almost ran out the clock here. But um, just shortly before the Democrats lose control of the House, they uh, they not only have the returns, but they have voted to release them. Um, they haven't released them yet. There's still uh, some redactions that need to be done. Um, what we have heard so far is um, about the report from the Joint Committee on Taxation. That's Congress's uh, group of nonpartisan tax lawyers. Um, and that report highlights items in the uh, tax returns while uh, Trump was president, while Trump was in the White House, that they said should have been red flags for auditors to look more uh, to look more carefully at the at, at the returns to um, to uh, apply more scrutiny. Um, uh, Richard Neal, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, uh, has said that uh, there wasn't enough work done that the audits which are required by, uh, by the IRS for presidents and vice presidents, uh, were perfunctory at best. Um, and he's now introduced, he says he's going to introduce a bill that would require the IRS to, to do their audits within 90 days. Uh, of course, there's uh, almost no time left in this Congress, so that probably isn't going to go anywhere. Um, uh, Kevin Brady, the top Republican on the committee, uh, did warn that what the Democrats have done sets a dangerous precedent. Right. Uh, and Republicans are going to be in charge 
in just uh, a few weeks. So, yes, indeed. Uh, it's all right, Bruce, we've got to leave it there for now. Bruce Einhorn of Bloomberg News with us, uh, giving us all the latest from the nation's capital. Stay with us for more as futures move higher. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.